Michael, I've got some people who'd like to meet you. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over. Send I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. much about Halloween. You thought no further than the strange custom of having your children wear masks and go out begging for candy. It was the start of the year in our old Celtic lands and we'd be waiting in our houses of wattles and clay. And the dead might be looking in to sit by our fires of turf. Festival of Samhain. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red with the blood of animals and children. Happy Halloween. Welcome to another episode of the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. We're bringing you a special extra episode this week for Halloween. Happy Halloween. Uh, I am Jamie Green, your host, as always. And this week, to celebrate Halloween, I am joined by two very special guests. Introduce yourself, guys. Hey, it's Sherry. I'm back yet again. And hey, I'm Preston. I've been on once before. Uh, Glad to be back and glad to run through the nightmare that is the Halloween series. Yeah, so what this is, is Shiri and I and Preston joined us uh, for a few installments. We did this big dumb thing where a few weeks ago, we were already about a week into October, I had this brilliant slash stupid idea that, hey, I've never really seen any of this Halloween movie stuff. And there's this new movie coming out, and it's October. Why don't we watch all of them before Halloween? Wouldn't that be fun? And it was fun, mostly. <laughs> it, was, it was mostly fun. So in a nutshell, what we did is Shiri and I watched all 11 Halloween movies that have been made thus far. And we basically chatted in real time. We watched them at the same time. And it was in a we were in a uh, Slack channel. And we basically just were snarking the movies as they were happening. So it was very mystery science theater of us to do. And over on the Roarbots, we put up the transcript of that snark interspersed with some fun screenshots for each movie. And since the new movie is in the theaters and we were unable to um, share live snark, we decided that this would be the format in which we would talk about the new movie. What's funny though is when I went to see the new movie, um, I did go. I did go with a friend, but I kept wanting to turn to Jamie and say stuff. And I would like, I would turn to my friend and be, 
you know, think, oh, that's not Jamie. I can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) It was weird. Yeah. It was weird because there were a few (laughs) moments when I was like, oh, I I know exactly what I would be typing right now. Um, But, you know, not to not to jump the gun too much, but there was not a whole lot of snark that I wanted to snark at that movie. That was it it was I enjoyed it. Let's just put it at that until we get get to it. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. So the. the, the format of this is going to be kind of straightforward. We're going to spend, because there are 11 movies and that's like a lot, we're going to talk about each of them and our thoughts and our takeaways real quickly. We're just going to do like five minutes on each movie and then we'll get to the new one. And then we have some fun stuff at the end. So stick around after we go through each of the movies individually. We're going to, Shiri and I made top 10 lessons that we took away from the, from these movies. Um, and I've got a game planned and we'll, we'll just see what happens. We'll see where this goes. Um, because it's all in the spirit of the season. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Totally. All right. And we should say, Preston, you did not watch all 11 of us. You were not on. No, board for I the big didn't dumb have the, the, the fortitude to watch <laughs> all of them. I could only suffer through a few of them. Um, I, I've seen the first one. Uh, it's been a little while, but I joined you guys for, for a handful and I'm very thankful I skipped the Rob Zombie ones. Yeah, so. you, I will say you joined us for all the right ones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So we, you know, when we get to those movies, you can chime in and say, hey, I, I watched this one with you. But you did, you chose, like, like you're smart or something. Because I, <laughs> I think you're a lot smarter than we are. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's start. So we're going to just start in 1978's Halloween, the original John Carpenter classic. I mean, what else can we say about this movie? I mean, it is it is the classic. And it's it's interesting to watch it from the future of 2018 because you think oh that's such a trope oh that's such a trope but it is the movie that established all the tropes the screen the scream queen trope the Mm -hmm. unkillable killer trope the (laughs) the teenagers boning in the bedroom getting killed immediately yeah yeah this is the movie that established all that and then you know nightmare on elm street friday the 13th and then all the other horror movies that were to come played with those ideas but halloween is the one where it happened first so we watch it now and when we watch this movie my wife watched with us and or watched with me she sat next to me and she had never seen it before and she is not a horror person at all like not even remotely but i'll give her the credit she sat through it but there were times when she was like oh this is so stupid why are they doing that why are these people acting this way and like it was because this was the movie that established it. Right. You know, like all the jokes of horror movies, like don't go into the closet. Don't go into the, the dark room. Why would you run away? You know, don't split up, that kind of thing. Uh, this is the movie where it all happened first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're so used to that kind of stuff now that we kind of forget how monumental this was when it came out. So just a, a really quick uh, aside, my mom hates horror movies and this is the reason why when when she uh and my dad went to see this when it came out in the theaters you know they really didn't know what to expect and she said it was the most frightening thing she had ever seen and she'll never watch another slasher or horror movie again well and i'm sure it's you know the generation before there are people who saw psycho in the theater psycho is a black and white movie um who swear the blood in the shower scene is red yeah right same yeah. kind of same kind of novel scare thing. Preston, has your mom watched it 
recently like since no then? No. no she nah, she swears against it the only kind of like creepy horror stuff she can handle is if it's like creature horror like the like a quiet place or stuff like that but anything where there's like a slasher no way so one thing that i in retrospect now i had seen this movie a couple times before um and then we watched it again as part of this and it's scary. It, it, I mean, it's scary by 1978 standards for right. people who had never mm-hmm. seen this before. Obviously, movies have come along since and done the unkillable monster better or scarier, or they've done the stalking beast, you know, or the the you know the, the trapped in the closet scene, whatever. They're, they've they've taken those elements and they've done them maybe better, maybe scarier. And this movie was good. I think it is deserving of the classic status that it has, but I wonder how much of that is credited is could, could be credited to Carpenter's music. Like without that music, without that piano theme, would this movie be as scary? I think not because was it the second one? There was one where it got very electric Eightified. That I think that was the sixth one. We'll get to right, that. It was very metal. It was very like, like from guitar. The outset, we were laughing at that one because it wasn't. Yeah. It didn't have the same kind of tension as the paired back piano. Theme. Yeah. And they did a lot of things in that movie because the budget was so small. When when I was just looking up some information preparing for this, which I rarely ever do, but that movie had a budget, a paltry three hundred and twenty five thousand wow. dollar budget. Now, now that's seventy eight dollars, nineteen seventy eight dollars. So it's more than that by today's standards. But even its sequel was, I th- I think it bumped up to two and a half million. So the original, the budget for that original movie was crazy, crazy low. So they had to do a lot of things to get around that and sort of force the scares in a way that they couldn't do with special effects or something like that. I think the music mm-hmm. went a long way because we, as we'll get to it, there is one movie that doesn't use the move music at all. And I think even using that music would not have saved that movie. But anyway. You know, this is one where not everything holds up if you compare it to modern movie standards. You know, the cinematography isn't as good as it could have been. The budget was sliced, but that that music holds up to this day. I mean, you hear it and it still it just it just gets you going. And part of it is the simplicity. You know, like one of the things the movie I have watched that has scared me most is is The Shining because of the lack of music and the simplicity of the theme here is kind of similar to the lack of music in The Shining. You know, when you have a big score, it's just not as scary. All right, five minutes up. Halloween 2, 1981. I'm so torn about this movie because so many people who like Halloween movies or are big, huge fans of the first, they hold this up almost on equal footing as the original, and it's just not. not. No. It's not awful. It's not awful, but it's, I mean, it takes place in, a, in the hospital. Lori, Jamie Lee Curtis as Lori is basically catatonic in a bed. She's catatonic in a bed almost the entire movie. She does very, very little. We're introduced to brand new characters who we don't know. And we're like, are, are, are we supposed to care about these people? Like, I don't understand. They And we don't, for the most part, end up caring about them. And they bumped up the body count, you know. So in the first movie, Michael kills four people. One of them was totally off screen. So it was really just three people. 
Yeah, it's three people, not including his sister at the beginning. So it's three people that he kills. And in case you're wondering, people, we did count. <laughs> yeah, we kept count for most of them. Um, oh, I guess we should have made a spoiler warning at the very top of this, but I guess that goes without saying. <laughs> um, anyway, so there was, you know, they went from four in the first movie to I think it was like eight or nine or something yeah. in the second movie. And it was just we're going to say this word a lot, I think, unnecessary. You know, I mean, there was no there was no reason really for the sequel. Yeah. Now tell me, was remind me, was this the movie where it was established that Michael Myers was uh, Laurie's brother or was that the first one? No, it's the second one. I thought so. It was the second one and it was a single line or a single exchange of dialogue toward the end of the movie. So it was very throwaway. It wasn't even a main plot point of the movie. And it's, it's unnecessary. (laughs) Totally. Jamie and I just, Jamie and I both thought it was much scarier when he just was going some random psychopath going after her. Mm hmm. Um, rather than trying to eliminate his entire family. Yeah. So it was scary in the first one that it was just all completely and totally random. And I remember, though, as we were watching the second one, like halfway through, it was toward the end. You and I, both almost at the same time, we were like, wait, do we know why he's so intent on tra- on, yeah. on chasing down this one woman? Like he's killing t- like dozens of people just to get to Lori. Do we know why? And up I think to it was that about point. He was just a stalker. Yeah, but it was you know they they made because they made this sequel where he went to the hospital and killed everybody he found in this quest just to get Lori. They kind of had to give a reason why at that point. And I think it was right. just simple to sit to be like, oh, she was the sister. So, of course, right. you know, and it had ripple effects for the franchise, but it, it didn't it just didn't do anything for me. I mean, Halloween, two is just kind of there. Yeah. Well, bef- before you leave this one, because I know we're on a time crunch. Tell me a little bit about what your thoughts were on Donald Pleasance in this one, since I know this is kind of a swan song. No, he wasn't. No. no, 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 no. He was in three more. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, he was. I mean, he's in. He was through six. He was. Th- he died in the middle of filming six, The Curse of Michael Myers. But he was solidly in this one, four and five. Okay, I got confused because of three. Right. Uh, right. Being yeah. All right. The now, there we go. Three is the outlier, and nobody was in it. But uh, <laughs> no, he he's solidly Jamie in this Lee one. Jamie Curtis is in it. She was the phone operator. <laughs> she was. We're getting ahead of ourselves though. Um, but I mean, if but we can move on if we have. I mean, I have nothing else to say about I, Halloween. I don't have too. much else to say, although. Um, Bud, Bud, it did have Bud. Your your everybody's favorite paramedic. <laughs> there's a lot of licking. In there's this, a lot which of. I was a, so not okay with. Yeah. <laughs> and face melting. I was okay with the face melting. It was the licking that really got to me. I hate licking. Ugh. Yeah, Preston. We'll just give you what you what you managed to avoid. <laughs> is that um, this one woman, Michael came up behind her. She was in a hot tub in a hospital, as you are, you know, she want, want to do. She was the only nurse who was taking care of the trauma victims, some other people, and the babies. And, yeah, and the, and the nursery. <laughs> and she decides to get in the hot tub with her boyfriend, the paramedic. Right. Right, the as, as you do. As you do. As one does. Yeah. yeah. And he went into the other room to do something, got messily slaughtered. She didn't know. And so Michael comes up behind her and, like, cradles her chin like her hand her head in his hand and she doesn't turn around so she doesn't know who it is so she like starts licking his hand thinking it's his boyfriend oh her boyfriend. my god but it's michael's hand i mean that it's well, just, yeah. yeah it's gross 
so gross. gross. But even if it Perfect. were his her boyfriend, still gross. We were, however, <laughs> yeah. amused that the temperature gauge on the hot tub yes. <laughs> read scalding. Scalding. You, yeah, you don't turn it to scalding. <laughs> I uh, love it. All right. Ding! Going and on. Her breasts oh. were untouched, even though she was in up to oh, her yeah. waist. Her breasts were still perfect as she got pulled out of the scalding water. Because they had that split <laughs> second of where like he held her back, so the screen, the camera got a nice full view of her boobs. So yeah, they you couldn't, gotta get a shot of that. Yeah, you can't have melty boobs. That's just no. <laughs> All right, Halloween three, season of the witch, nineteen eighty two. This is the outlier. the best of the series. You know, I was pleasantly <laughs> <kidding>. surprised. <laughs> I'm not sure I would say it's the best of the series, but it no. is. It is by no means as bad as I was led to believe. It is by no means the worst. No, not even close. It's still top half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, this was- is what I love. Uh, this is what I look for in an 80s horror movie. You know? Yes. Just like... Druids. Just, yes. It's got a little bit of everything, <laughs> right? You, you, and it's, you can interpret it as much as you want because there's really no hide or hair as to the plot of this thing, it just is all over the board, and I love every minute of it. And Jamie, you gave us a little history when we started watching this one, which was the intention for the franchise was to do a sort of Tales from the Crypt thing where each one was going to be a different yeah. horror. So there's no Michael Myers in this one, we should say up front. There was this no is Michael a, Myers. A complete departure from the yeah. first two. So the original intention was after Halloween 2, Michael was burned alive and seemingly dead, right? He dies at the end of everyone, but he was supposed to really be dead. Uh, and so they, and I guess Carpenter at that point said, you know what? We've done what we, what we told the story that we wanted to tell with Michael Myers. Let's explore something else. And so Halloween 3 was Season of the Witch, and it was just this other story completely disconnected from the Michael Nothing Myers Nothing to mythos. do with witches. Nothing to do with witches. <laughs> Nothing to do with witches. Um, and it was, but it was just set on Halloween. And the idea was that the Halloween franchise was just going to be this anthology series of films where every film or two films would tell a different story, which fascinating. I would have loved to see the franchise as that would have been. Although there were a couple of follow through themes, one of which was intoxicated physicians. Yes. Sharing, sharing hooch with hobos. Sharing hooch with hobos. <laughs> um, but it was good. I mean, it, it wasn't a slasher film. It was no. just sort of this weird anomaly that, like, if it, if it had a different title, if it was just called Season of the Witch and it was not called Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, it could have just been this weird 80s horror movie that was kind of cool. I think it would have yeah. been sort of a cult classic thing if it hadn't had that Halloween text onto the front. Yeah. I know. I don't know if you guys have seen my stuff, but I sometimes I review these Vestron Blu-rays. Yeah, sure. Vestron video. They, they re-release these, these cult classics, I guess, if you can call them that. They're slightly less than cult classics. But there are these <laughs> videos that you never would get a proper release, but they are like Bud the Chud or – you know, just maximum overdrive. I mean, movies that are not celebrated in a classical sense, but from a cult status, I could see this being as part of that collection if it weren't already part of the Halloween franchise. Yeah. And I think getting lumped in with Halloween, people who love the Halloween movies hate this movie because it's not Michael Myers. And people who like culty horror, 80s horror, will not give this a second thought because it's got the Halloween name. Right. 
Uh-huh. It's stuck in the middle. Yeah. And it's a shame because it is, it was enjoyable. And I think mm-hmm. that we, I mean, we found a lot to mock and we found a lot to laugh at, but it was still like, I think we all walked away saying, hey, that was, that was fun. Like it wasn't a waste of our hour and a half. Always here for evil space right. druids. Always. Evil space Always. druids and, and, and Stonehenge that will d- blow you up apparently. And face melting masks that give you bugs. People made head. out yeah. of bees. That that was pretty cool. Yeah, so I, I give I give Season of the Witch a the good solid thumbs up on that one. Totally. I would watch that yeah, one again. That was fun. Yeah, that I could see that becoming sort of like a Halloween mm-hmm. classic. You know, like like what one of those movies you watch every Halloween season, like Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah, or you know Charlie Brown's Great Pumpkin. <laughs> Gather the family round for another tale of the season of the witch. <laughs> Where we watch the kid's face turn into bees and snakes. <laughs> you laugh, but it's possible I let Izzy watch Rocky Horror when he was three. That's okay. Ah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> okay. Bing! Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, 1988. I'm trying to remember what was special about this one. So this is the one where we meet Jamie Lloyd. So Lori seemingly died in a car accident in the intervening years. And we meet nine-year-old Jamie, who is her daughter. Who has been adopted by the family of the girl that Jamie's slutty friend was babysitting in the first one. Yeah, you know, we thought that when we were watching it because there is that scene where she said, you know, your mom used to babysit me too, but they have different names. She oh. is not the girl from the first movie. Oh. I, I think we're just supposed to assume that ja- that um, Lori, Lori babysat oh, okay. everybody in town. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But all right. It's okay. Uh, uh, I mostly remember that this is the one where pants were optional. This yeah, this is where it begins. This is where the pants will save your life th- running like through line begins. Mm-hmm. Because if you take your pants off, you're Dead. gonna die. You're totally gonna <laughs> die. I believe this is also the one where we learned that having real breasts will not save you. Because we thought yes. maybe if your breasts were real and not fake, you would be okay. No. And it turns not out that it's you. not the case. False. 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 But this was also a surprisingly good one. It was. And we were really impressed because this little girl. She carried the movie. Carries this movie and the next one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she she was great. I didn't see the next one, but she was great in this one. And it's really, really hard to find a child actor. Yeah. That doesn't make you realize that they're a child yeah, actor. Yeah, she was, she was really good. Yeah, like she was not only just believable in her fear and screaming, but even the non-fear scenes where she was just interacting with other adults or interacting with other characters. Like she was just genuinely good. Um, And I think it was about halfway through the film when we realized that we realized that this little girl was carrying this movie. Like she was our protagonist. She was the main character of this movie that we cared about. And we, I I actually did care about her, you know, which was not every one of these movies. Did you get characters that you actually liked? Right. Which is why, the twist at the end was so good. So good. Because yes. you were not expecting that. Yeah. So, again, spoilers. So, Oh, hold on. Before you spoiler, this is also yeah. the one where the rappelling down the house theme begins, I believe. Yes. They, get, they, they make their way to the roof, and then they decide the only way to escape is to rappel off, off the side of the off house. Off the side of the house. Yeah, right. Um, but the end of this movie is 
Michael dies yet again, but apparently his evil spirit was transferred. See, here's the thing is, was it really his evil spirit or did she just have PTSD and whatever? But turns out we see the, the end scene is you see through the mask, somebody picking up a knife and going after the little girl's mother as she's preparing a bath. Uh, and then, so you're, you're assuming that it's Michael come back once again uh, but the final scene is it's actually Jamie, this little nine-year-old girl covered in blood, just like Michael at the very beginning of the very first movie, holding the knife. So you're left – when we first watched it, we were thrown for a loop. Right. We were not prepared and then for it, And then it just ends. Yeah. That's it. And so I thought, wow, like not only did they go dark, but like – they went psychologically dark. Like this, this is something that actually could happen mm-hmm. to a little kid when placed in the middle of all this trauma. Right. Because she had already been traumatized. Her parents had been killed. Yeah. And she grew up being bullied because she lived in the same town. She still lived in Haddonfield. So all the kids had been hearing these boogeyman stories about her uncle and her, her mom. So she was the butt of all this bullying. So, you know, she was put in this position where it kind of felt natural that she might just Which, just kind of go off the deep end. This is the worst town on the planet, but apparently nobody really ever leaves. No. <laughs> Once you're there, I mean, I, property values, man. I think that was some points that I brought out to all of you when we were watching these, which is like, why don't these people mm-hmm. just move? Yeah. Like, get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. It's like, go to like Iowa or like California. Just get away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so this one ended, I think in a place that set us up that we were thinking, wow, got a, you know, fingers crossed, good things could come out of five if we go down this path and we, we really examine what happens to Jane. And then, and then bing, Halloween five, the revenge of Michael Myers from the very, from the following year, 1989. It turns out we have a psychic link. Is a second thing. <laughs> <laughs> so was this one all? Was this one all Jamie? So what we had hoped was that this was going to be like Jamie the Killer, right? And like, or like, yeah. or like, she was in a psychiatric hospital dealing with this, and you know, she was on the verge of of becoming what Michael had become. You the hobo. <laughs> yeah, no, this was. Oh, and, and I'm his gonna... parrot. <laughs> The pirate oh, yeah, hobo and his parrot. The, the pirate hobo and his parrot who nurses Michael back to life. Um, Finds and, him drifting down the river. Yeah. And then, no, Michael's just not dead. And he's he's back. And, and Jamie, well, yeah, Jamie's fine, actually. And she's just a happy little girl. And uh, she's being taken care of by the, I can't even remember her name at this point, but the only other person to have survived for, aside Tina. from Loomis. Huh? Tina? Rachel? Rachel? No, Rachel. 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 Tina died. Well, Tina except died. that she doesn't, she can't, supposedly, can't talk. Oh, yeah. That's it. She's, she, just like Michael now, she's not talking. Except that she know. tries and she can't. Yeah. We're not sure. Yeah. She's I'm going to be, really know. anyway. I'm going to be 100% honest here. I don't really remember this one. This is the one with Tina. How can you not remember Tina? This is the one with Tina. And I remember Tina. And I remember, was this the one with the kittens in the barn? Yes. Or was that the curse? No, that was this one. Wait. Yeah. No, because Tina goes into the barn <laughs> to find her friend. Okay. So that was with Tina. So that must have been this one. Five. The 
They're boning with kittens in the a barn. The boner gets down with the pitchfork through the back. In mid-bone. mid-bone. <laughs> which is, it's gotta be, that's gotta be all kinds of traumatic for the woman. I mean, she died 10 seconds yeah. later, so she, she didn't really have to have live with it for that long. Traumatized. Yeah. So what I'm hearing on behalf of our listeners <laughs> is that so far, this would be the one you'd want to skip. Pretty forgettable, right? Of the first five, yeah. This one, I think, was the f- most forgettable. Now, it does have Daniel Davis as Jamie Lloyd again. And she's still good. Yeah. You know, she's doing the... Um, it's not really As a nine fault. or ten... <laughs> no, as a nine or ten-year-old actress, she's Wait, doing though. what she can. Wait, though. <laughs> yeah. Because this one had the best actual relationship. Billy. Jamie and Billy. The entire franchise which is like yeah. this really adorable eight-year-old boy who's like the mm-hmm. best boyfriend in the whole franchise yeah so there was this she so she's in this little psychiatric ward for kids and there was this other boy there which, like, and who we lets don't really miss work there we still haven't figured that yeah. out um and this boy is there. We don't know what his problem is. He just kind of seems like he stutters. I don't really know if that's a psychiatric problem on the same level as what Jamie went through. But so they're just adorable. Like they have this little crush on each other and he protects her and he gave her his medical ID bracelet as like a size, like a, like a, like a promise ring kind of thing. And they are, they're the, they're the only healthy relationship in 11 movies. <laughs> sure. Even like the married couples that we've seen. Oh, well, the uh, the Strodes Strode, from yeah. the 2007 remake. Yeah, as right. awful as that movie was, they were a healthy relationship. But yeah, so this little these little eight year old kids are the uh, the healthiest, best relationship that we saw in eleven yeah. movies. Um, but and they were adorable. They, were, they, were they really were. So they they were reason to watch the movie. But other than them, yes, in the first five films, I would mm-hmm. say this is the skippable one. It follows four almost immediately. So if you want to follow that story through, um, but it's it's completely unnecessary because it doesn't follow up on the promise right. of the ending of four, setting up Jamie as this either evil killer or psychiatric right. mess. So where does it leave the viewer at the end of this one? Michael's dead again. Oh, uh, no. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, the Rachel's dead. How did he meet Rachel's his how dead. did he meet his doom? What happens to Jamie? I can't even remember. Nothing. I mean, she lives. I don't. Oh, okay. This is the one where, okay. This has got steel toe. So we might, we're we're coming up on five minutes here. So we, but we might need to go extra because this was a, this was a very weird thing that happened. So there were scenes throughout this movie where you saw this shadowy figure, you know, like a black cloak and a hood. You never saw the face. It got off a bus into Haddonfield. Like, so you saw this person coming into town and they had these steel-toed boots on. That's why we called her, called him or her steel-toed. I was convinced that was how they were going to bring back Lori. <laughs> Which would have been awesome if that's how they brought back Lori. But no. So we see these random scenes. Like, So this person comes to town and then you see him just kind of walking the street. And then at the end of the movie... Uh, they capture Michael. He's not dead. They capture him and they bring him to jail and they put him in the cell and Jamie is outside in a police mm-hmm. car with one of the deputies because like shit had just gone down and she was still really freaked out and covered in blood. And so he was going to take her home or take her somewhere safe. But while they're sitting in the car, like the police station basically blows up. And so, of course, the deputy says, you wait here. I'm going to go check it out. 
And so he runs into the police station and then you hear like all this gunfire and gunfire for these movies is like, you don't hear gunfire, like right. guns are not a weapon used in, in the Halloween movies. So Jamie makes her way inside cause she's investigating now. So she makes her way inside and everybody inside is dead. The place is on fire cause it exploded and Michael is nowhere to be seen. But immediately preceding that explosion, we saw this shadowy figure in black like sneak in the back door. So what we're led to assume is that this person, whoever it is, broke Michael out of jail. And that's where it ends, with Jamie standing in the middle of this destroyed police station and Michael gone. Hugh. Okay. All right. Which sets us up for like, ooh, so who, what's this mysterious person? Like, what are they going to do? Hugh Paul Rudd <sighs> and the Satanists. Okay. <laughs> So it took them now six years to get around to making to following up on that. And they also dropped the numbering scheme. So we're now at just Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers from 1995. Oh, That's a pretty big jump. So we went from 89 yeah. to 95? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know if it was financial or if box office of five didn't do well or, 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 or what it was. Um, so the curse of Michael Myers... So Paul Rudd was the worst one we had to seen. Be Tommy, Tommy, who is the kid that Laurie was babysitting in the first one. Well, he's the kid that Annie was babysitting and dumped on Laurie because she was going to go bone her boyfriend. No, 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 no. She was babysitting the little girl. You're right. I had yeah. that switched. Laurie was You're babysitting right. Tommy. Tommy, yes, yes. So Tommy is now grown up and turned into Paul Rudd. Who has aged about six months since 1995. Yes. He looks exactly the same. Huh. Jamie, in apparently the six years, grew up about 10 years because she's not pregnant. And so we, we, we open the movie with her giving birth in this gross dungeon. And we're going to spare you the details. Turns out, bada bing, it's Michael's baby. We're not sure what? how that happened. Yeah. We don't know if it was like some sort of supernatural impregnation or if it was just gross. Yeah, but there are these Satanists and they've got like these like dark magic rituals with lots of candles and, and, and circles of flame and they like worship Michael. And we're never really given an explanation for why or what they hope to achieve. And Michael, Michael's not real happy about this. No, he's not a fan of them. It's not like they summoned him and like he does their bidding. He just hates them as much as he hates everybody else. Um, and Jamie dies very quickly at the beginning of this movie. So she gives birth. Triple sploosh, though. Like, she does not go down without a fight. No, she does not. She, she takes three splooshes um, before she finally dies. And she dies, like, messily. Mm. and she she gets impaled on some kind of farm equipment that he then turns yeah. on and it basically just slash, slices her up into pieces oh wow yeah uh, but and I, I do have to say that was all done off screen so one of the appeals of these movies to me is I am not a big fan of gore mm -hmm. and, and like excessive blood and violence the Halloween movies for the most part and we'll get to the exceptions in a moment but for the most part they have a very high body count. Lots of people die. Michael kills everybody. But you they don't have a ton of blood. And a lot of the like particularly gross or creative deaths are all done off screen. So like you hear the sploosh, you hear the blood, 
but you don't see and the, it. And when you do see it, it it looks like red paint or corn syrup. Like yeah, it's not. Right. You're not like, oh my god, that looks like blood. Yeah, because it doesn't. Right. So I, I have to say that was one of the things that I liked about it. So Jamie, you know, bites it in a really disgusting, gross way, but you don't really see it. Um, and the rest of this movie is Paul Rudd taking care of the baby. Which, as I <laughs> noted to Jamie at the time, <laughs> the element of this entire franchise for which I had to suspend my disbelief the most was that a man in his 20s would know how to take care of a baby. <laughs> Especially a man who is all kinds of yeah. fucked up. Like they presented Mike Paul Rudd to be. Because he was Tommy, he is now like obsessed with Michael Myers and he's kind of like... He lives in a, he lives in a very darkened room and he's very solitary and he his walls are wallpapered with like newspaper clippings and pictures of Michael and the murders and he can't move beyond that night so he's kind of he like exactly twisted. Exactly what to buy for a newborn to keep it alive. And he somehow has a bottle in his room, or at least knew to buy it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not buying it. Um, but this, so I, I don't really remember where this movie went. There's the other lady and her her crazy kid. Ah, you lost Mem- me. So no, <laughs> we just oh, watched it like oh, last week. Oh, oh, um, this is the one where they're they're living in the old Myers house, <laughs> but none of oh right it's the so Strodes. the Strodes. So the family that had adopted Lori, the Strodes. Apparently moved into the old Myers but, house. Oh god! But Only none of the them knew knows. it. Only the dad knew it, and he was lying to them. He never told them because he got it at so a good price. So in this tiny town with this huge mythos that has now evolved into a cult of personality, they're like, "What do you mean we're living in the old Myers house?" Yeah, they had no idea. Dad's like, "So hear me out. I got yeah. a really great deal." That he bought yeah. it from his brother because his brother was a real estate agent and he couldn't sell it. Yeah, nobody nobody would buy it because everybody knew what happened in that house. But then the Strodes <laughs> bought it and they didn't know what happened in that house. Because uh. that makes that makes one hundred percent sense. Yeah. Um, so there's and then there's this kid you think is going to go bad the whole time and then he he doesn't. And then yeah, I forgot about that. Paul Rudd and the baby and the lady and the kid all run away together and and Loomis dies off screen because Donald Pleasance died. Donald Pleasance dies mid-filming, so he's there for the very final scene, but then they have He's him... basically like, I'm going to go make sure he's dead, and then the movie ends. Yeah, you hear him screaming off screen or something. But the whole thing with the, the Satanists, like, there's just this scene in the hospital where they take the baby and are about to perform surgery which I don't know what they were planning to do to that baby or like what they were going to achieve by that. But then Michael goes in with a machete and just like kills everybody except the baby. And that's it. Then it's just like, okay, they're done. Like we don't need to follow up on that story thread. And I will say, which Jamie and I both appreciated at no point in any of these movies, does he kill a baby? Yes, that's true. That's true, because we would have been just done. This big, dumb project yeah. would have been done. Youngsters aren't yeah. spared, but babies, no. Yes. No, he does, yes. No, he does kill children, but he doesn't kill babies. Right, he's got yeah. standards, people. Come on. He's got standards. Jeez. He's got standards. All right, moving on. 1998, Halloween, H2O, 20 years later. 
this one, Pris- so Preston, I you were skipped, here for this. I skipped all the, the bad ones that we just talked about. Yes, I came yes, back to did. this one expecting it to not be good because it came out at a time when I really wasn't watching watching this kind of stuff. So it was just a blip on my radar. But I think you pointed out, Jamie, why this ended up being such a surprisingly good one was that mm-hmm. it was written by the guy who wrote Scream. Kevin Williams. Yes. Now, yeah. And so apparently he did not write the original script, but we, somebody else wrote the original script. And I think it did not include Laurie. No, this is just everything that I read. So this might be apocryphal, but it did not include Laurie Strode. But then Jamie Lee Curtis apparently expressed some interest in being in the movie. So they had to rewrite the entire script. And Scream had just come out and did amazingly well. So they got Kevin Williamson to come in and rewrite the script. And that's what it, this then and became. We should clarify that for the purposes of H2O and the continuity, the only movies that happened are one and two. Right. So all this, this other stuff everything. we just spent all this time talking about yeah. never happened. So Jamie Lloyd never existed. Jamie Lloyd never existed. So we have the original movie and the second movie. Yeah. So that was, and that was all one night. So like the first two movies took place on one night, and then this is 20 years later, and Laurie is still dealing with the aftermath of all that crap that happened. Right, but for some reason, we can't, we never entirely clarified she's in Witsec. She's in Witness she's Protection, in which we never, that never got clarified <sighs> why, specifically. Was she really? I thought that was just a joke that the, that Adam Arkin said. Oh, I thought that she said it. Uh, well, I think oh. she was saying that she, I think she just changed her name and maybe faked her death oh, or something. Okay. And he said, like witness protection. Oh, yeah. OK. I misheard um, that then. But she took your advice, Preston. She moved to California. Yes. <laughs> we finally got out of Haddonfield. <laughs> and she is she is headmistress of a school and now she has a son. She's got a son. Sorry, Jamie. She has a son. And that son is um, Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Yes. God, this was so 1998. <laughs> Let's talk about what the actual best part of this movie was. Yes. LL Cool LL J. LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Who is an aspiring romance writer, which was just so fantastic. Uh, it's the details. It's the details, Sherry. <laughs> it, was, it was just wonderful. But joking aside, this movie was tense. Yeah. It was scary in parts. It was well acted. It was well written. It was it it, it was well produced. There was a dumb like, it was such a re- it was a, it had a dumb waiter. It, it it was such a refreshing change from what had come before. And I think that's also what led this movie to be such a success mm-hmm. was because it was actually decent. Yeah. Um was this this came out what year do you remember Jamie? 98? 98. 98 okay uh the only the reason i think it's not as well received uh or has a, a better legacy is just because it came out in the middle of that horror renaissance because of scream then you yeah. had movies like final destination and urban legend and all these other ones it kind of i think it got wrapped up and, and mixed up in the shuffle yeah yeah you're probably right but i think getting jamie lee curtis back was a huge score for them totally. and i think this movie would, I can't even imagine what it would have been like if they just sort of went down the same road of where they had been going and just, it would have, actually, I think it was this one. Because Curse of Michael Myers did so poorly at the box office, 
this movie was originally supposed to be a directed DVD film or direct VHS, whatever it was at the time. But then they got Jamie Lee Curtis attached and they got Kevin Williamson to rewrite it. So they, they released it theatrically. Interesting. So that's where this franchise was heading after four, after five and six. Um, it was, it was heading the way of direct to video. Hmm. Okay. Now I know Michael Myers comes back in every single one of them, but the end of this one left no room for question that he was yes. a goner. Incorrect. So <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Preston, tell us about the end. Tell us how he dies. Okay, if I recall correctly, and it's a blur, but if I recall correctly, he gets pinned by a vehicle against mm-hmm. a big log. So he is trapped. Mm-hmm. And this is the best part because you're screaming at the screen. Jamie Lee Curtis is there with an axe or some instrument. Yeah, it was, it was an axe. With an axe. And looking at Michael, and she's trying to make this human connection. She, he's reaching out to her, and she's trying to see the humanity in him. And so she starts to reach out towards him, and you're like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> Kill him. Kill him. And then she looks into his eyes, I guess, and there's just death and murder. And she reaches her hand back, and she just knocks his head right off. Yes. It was great. It was a great ending. It was great. And that was it. Again, it was like, boom, credits. Like, that was the end of the movie. <sighs> if only. So, Shiri. <laughs> 2002 brings us Halloween Resurrection. Tell, tell us how they bring him back. It wasn't him. Oh, no. <laughs> Who was it? Some guy? Well, we're, we're pretty sure it was Bradley Whitford. At least that's whose head it looked it like. It looked like Bradley Whitford. So what it was, was, so do you remember at the end of H2O, they put him in the ambulance, and then Lori steals the ambulance and drives off, to, and then they drive off the cliff. And, and we were like, why didn't she head. just shoot him right there? Yes. Right. While he was in the back of the ambulance, he attacks the paramedic, puts the, the mask on the paramedic, rips out his, like, crushes his trachea so he can't speak, puts the mask on the paramedic and basically jumps out of the van and escapes then. So when she, when he's pinned between the guardrail and the van and she slices his head off with the ax, that was just some poor random paramedic. Okay. <laughs> so Halloween yeah. Resurrection. This was an interesting one because I I actually enjoyed the hell out of this one because it was so bad. So terribly stupid. I was endlessly amused for 88 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. So Jamie Lee Curtis is back for like the first seven minutes. She she dies real quick. Once she found out that she killed an innocent person, like she kind of like goes crazy. So she's in a sanitarium now. Uh, And then, of course, Michael comes back. Michael hunts her down. They end up on the roof and she dies. And then she dies. Oh, yeah. She kisses the mask and then he dies. She dies. So she's knocked off very quickly, even though she's pretty prominent on the poster. And then we're left with Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks and Katie Sackhoff and that dude from American Pie. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole conceit of this one is that Busta Rhymes is running like this reality like reality TV program. And he's found a bunch of teenagers who are going to go spend the night inside the old Myers house. And they're all rigged up with cameras. So this basically turns into like a Blair Witch style shaky cam found footage movie. And it made me nauseous. (laughs) But it's got Busta Rhymes. Rhymes. (laughs) I was so amused by this one. 
I would watch it again. And Jamie, I mean, Jamie didn't like it, it as much as I did. <laughs> it he, Busta Rhymes does get a hell of a lot of really good one-liners. So many. So many. Like he, and he electrocutes Michael Myers in the testicles and yells chicken yes. fried motherfucker. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, so Michael gets, you know, electricity straight to the nads. Um which is something we've always been saying. Like, just go for the nuts. Like, why does nobody go for his it nuts? It doesn't but work, but... That still doesn't want to stop him. No. Um, basically, this movie was very forgettable. I mean, it was hilarious. It was not meant to be funny, Are I don't think. sure? I don't know. Because, like, a movie like Scream has jokes written into the script. You're like, there are parts of it where you are supposed to laugh. I'm not sure you were supposed to laugh at this movie. Well, I did. Also, we discovered that the credits guy fell asleep or was drunk or something. Because <laughs> Kat- yeah. Katie Sackhoff's name is spelled one way at the beginning and a totally different way at the end. It's it's spelled incorrectly at the beginning credits. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how you can do that to one of your main actors. Um. Anyway, yeah, we're moving on. Well, at moving least on. it was only 88 minutes. That's true. That's true. Um, but, but at least it was so bad it was funny unlike that's true so so we at the time we were like okay that's this is the bottom of the barrel like this is the worst of the franchise it's no wonder that this so this was the death knell for the franchise this came out in 2002 and this was the last movie of like the original era like this was it This that movie killed the franchise and then in 2007 Rob Zombie came along and remade the original and rebooted the entire franchise. So Resurrection, Resurrection killed the franchise. And at the time, we were like, yeah, I can see why. This movie was freaking awful. Nothing can be worse than this. We're so wrong. Oh, we're so wrong. Oh, ho. And then Rob Zombie says, hold my beer. Because, because they weren't even funny. They were. They were torture porn. They, oh. it, they, they failed on Every conceivable level. Like, I do, I firmly believe Rob Zombie had never seen a Halloween movie before he made this. <laughs> they were torture porn. They weren't, they weren't slasher flicks. They were torture porn. It was torture porn. It was needlessly, obsessively violent. They had no concept of the Michael Myers character. So this movie was, first of all, it was over two hours long. Oh, which, God. So no, long. no, we don't need this. I'm not kidding. An hour. The entire first half of this movie was an examination of young Michael Myers and how he came to be. Didn't care. Okay. Which I will admit at several points in the first eight movies, Shiri and I were like, do we, do we know why he's so fucked up? Like, do we know why he's this deranged serial killer wants to kill everybody? No, we didn't care. And ne- and and it turns out no, we really didn't need to know or 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 see any of it, this because it was an hour of torture. Well, and in fact, it turns out it's scarier when you don't know. Yeah. It turns out it's scarier when it's just some random six year old who just picked up a knife someday over this torturous examination of this horrible family and abusive stepfather and stripper mom and mean big sister and we get to see him bullied at school and we get to see him killing animals and we get to you know all the stereotypes of of fucked up kids and what's going to lead them down this path were put into this character and it's a solid hour we get with this kid who i have to admit i mean as creepy as this kid was he was a pretty good actor i think 
Um, but again, we didn't need to see any of this. Like the first movie, the original 1978 Carpenter does in whatever it was, five, 10 minutes, that, that first sequence before they pull off the mask of young Michael Myers, it, it did in 10 minutes what this movie failed to do in an hour. You know, so an hour in, that's where we were at the, the 10 minute mark of the original movie. And then we start in with, with Lori and her friends and Haddonfield. And we, we hated new Lori. We hated every single person in this movie, not just new Lori. I mean, new Lori was the worst, but every single person in this movie was We awful. even hated Annie, who's old Jamie. <laughs> yeah. So Annie in this movie is Daniel Davis, who played Jamie Lloyd in four and five. And she was, I think, a better actress when she was nine. Truth. Um, but she, I, I have of the teenage group in this movie, she was probably the best. But it was so. Let's just do a quick rundown. I mean, it was it was not first like what I just said about this this franchise is that it was you know it was it was high body count, but not bloody and gory. This was the exact opposite. It was extremely bloody, extremely violent. But only one – I had one jump scare in the entire four hours of those two. It, it was not scary. It wasn't it scary. Was, it, it was, was boring. Gross. It was boring. It was gross. It was not scary at and all. just for frame of reference, Preston, I have watched – I have been in the OR during injury. I've watched neurosurgeons drill a hole in someone's skull, and I thought this was gross. Yeah, I uh, – you know, you talked about the, the elegance of the, the movies beforehand, how despite all the killings, it's, you know, pretty subtle – I'm so glad I skipped these because torture porn is n- is not my cup no. of tea. Saw all those movies, no. I can't stand them, and I, I don't watch well, them just was, because it's just so you know, gratuitous. There's a, a, a rape that's totally unnecessary, you know, which I'm not okay with. Yeah, no, I I am I am 100 with you, Preston. Like torture porn is not my thing, and even Cheery when that scene was happening, I was like, I, I don't really think this scene is necessary. Like it's it's not adding anything you know it was it was the impetus for michael's escape but it was like they could have done this a different way you know like i don't understand there are innumerable points during both of these that if we hadn't been watching them for a specific reason i would have just turned yeah i would never have there's a reason i never had any interest in watching these is because i i had heard that they were just torture porn and it was like the saw movies which i have no interest in seeing uh and it was he Michael is 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 not a clean fastidious killer, you know. No. One of the running he he talks he verbalizes. He, he, yeah, this he wouldn't shut up. He doesn't have a good mo. He talks in this one as the kid yeah. oh, as okay. the kid. So the kid doesn't he, shut he, up. But he makes noises when he's killing people. Which he grunts. He doesn't. Yeah. Part of the scariness of the original is that he's silent. Mm-hmm. This guy is also. It's Taylor Maine. He's freaking huge. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no challenge to someone that big yeah. killing you. He's eight feet tall. Yeah, he's he's an, a fucking yeti. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, we're just moving right in. So 2009, they some for some reason gave him license to do a sequel, Halloween 2. And I said to I said to Jamie, well, it's shorter, so it can't possibly be as bad. And Jamie was like, oh, uh, like, I, you're so I, I don't think that's how it works, but let's see. And turns out it was even worse. Oh. So now in, in the second one, it starts off. You think it's a, going to be a remake of the original Halloween 2 in the hospital. Turns out it was just a nightmare. And then, you know, we, we are following Jamie, not Jamie, um, Annie and Lori 
and now because of what they went through, it's only one year later, and now they've to- like they're totally like fucked up in the head, and they're like they're trying to move on with their life. But we get this whole subplot of like Michael seeing these visions, like he sees his mother in this long white dress with a white horse, and he sees himself as a young boy in his clown but- costume. So here's the thing, though, purely like logistical filmmaking way, like they didn't get the same actor, the same little kid from the first one. And I read today after we watched it that they didn't get him because that kid had kind of grown up and and was, you know, kind of unrecognizable in the, from who he was two years prior. But if you can't get the same actor, you, we spent an hour with this kid in the first movie watching him become this serial killer. If you can't get that same kid, maybe rewrite your movie so you don't have to have that kid. So they recast him and had this other kid who keeps showing up and you're supposed to just know that that's Michael, even though it's a totally different person. But we get this whole subplot of like ghost mom and ghost horse and ghost self. And I'm not really sure that worked. You know, I'm not really sure this whole... I, I don't even know what he was going for. And it's just, it was so bloody and so uncomfortable and so unpleasant. It, like At no point in this movie did I find myself saying, oh, okay, here's the one thing out of this movie that I can take away and say, like, at least it had that. This movie had no at least. Like, there was nothing in this movie that I can point to and say, well, at least it had that. Well, so and to I, make I, matters worse, he's retorturing people he's already tortured. Like he's yeah. he's chopping up people he's already chopped up. So I Why? think I, I I think I know the answer to this, but have you guys watched any other Rob Zombie movies like House of a Thousand Corpses or anything like no. that? No, and I'm sure it's no. fuck not gonna know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I just think this is kind of his his area of expertise is just this type of movie. So people who knew that, uh, you know, if they were attracted to the name Rob Zombie, I'm sure they got what they came for. But if you're just coming in for Halloween, I don't think you're going to leave happy. No, no. And according to Wikipedia, the source of all knowledge, there was a planned Halloween 3D that he would have made that would have had Michael stalk Lori while she was confined in a mental asylum. Oh, nice. So that's where we we saw her at the end of the movie. And she, so at the end of the movie, like she's not going crazy and she sees ghost mom with the horse. And so I guess the third one would have had him in the hospital tracking her down again. (sighs) That's exhausting. It was was (laughs) exhausting. So that brings us through the first 10. And now we've arrived at 2018's Halloween. Cleverly named. Which completely eradicates everything except the very first one from 78. Right. So Lori and Michael are not brother and sister. He has only killed... The four people from the plus his sister, so five people from the first movie, and he has been locked up for forty years. And these dumbass journalists <laughs> decide they oh were, my they gosh. were podcasters, podcasters, which is so awesome. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> decide not only do they want to talk to him, they're gonna bring him the mask. They're gonna bring the mask. Those guys were complete and- assholes, and not just because they brought him the mask, but because they decided to like narrate their podcast in the middle of these interviews, which like, have you not heard about post-production? Come on. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, 
the okay, the scene that did make me laugh out loud was when they showed up at old Lori's house and they were at the gate and and they were debating about the three thousand dollars whether they should offer it to her or not. And the guy, he and she was like, "What do you want?" And the the, the dude was like, "Yeah, we're uh, we're podcasters." <laughs> and the girl in the seat next to him is like, "We're investigative journalists." <laughs> So I, I found old Lori's lifestyle to be very believable, actually. Like, she's living yeah. out in the woods in... But she's still in Haddonfield. Uh, well, yeah, there was that. But she's basically, you know, her panic room has a panic room. Mm-hmm. She has, is very, she's a much better shot than Loomis ever was. <laughs> Any of the Loomises ever was. Any of the Loomises. I feel like we didn't give Loomis enough um, um, airtime here in all of our recaps. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no that's okay. Um, <laughs> you know, she's basically, she's she's a, a survivalist, basically. Um, and that, that, you know, I can. It was believable. It was believable. Yeah. Um. I mean, before we go on, though, I mean, th- reaction? Like, I give this one a solid thumbs up. I really, like, I really it. enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there were some, not plot holes, but just motivation behind things that I don't think uh, w- were thought through as well. But as far as just like an enjoyable story, getting getting back from the, the nightmare that was Rob Zombie stuff and just the 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 crap from the 80s i mean this is a solid a solid entry into the the franchise and i love that you got to see um you know this was this was a tale of three strong women right i was gonna Mm -hmm. say there was some real good fuck the patriarchy stuff in there (laughs) yeah so this was uh i mean i i hope that people who are listening to this have seen the movie but in case you just love some spoilers this was you know following not only laurie strode jamie lee curtis um but her daughter uh, and her daughter. So this is three generations of a uh, of the Strodes and their dealings with Michael Myers. And interestingly, or I mean, also, I'm going to put realistically in quotation marks here. Her Lori's daughter became a therapist, which I thought was a nice touch. Yep. Yeah. What I really liked was the end of the well, the climax of the movie when he arrives at her house, they flip the script and like, she is hunting him, you know? So it starts off standard, you know, what we saw in the last 11 movies where he shows up and he's hunting the house, looking for Lori. And, you know, that's, that's standard. That's how we've seen it. But then suddenly everything flips and Michael has no idea where Lori is. And he's the one searching through the house looking for her. And we're following him. Like the camera's following him looking through the house trying to find Lori. And you can almost feel like the fear creeping in on him. Like because he doesn't know where she is. And he was not expecting this reception. I also really enjoyed that they they gave her a little more depth in that she was a total badass. But she was also terrified. Mm-hmm. And in the other ones, they had tended to go one way or the other, but they kind of, she could be super tough and super badass and still be terrified. Like, you can do both of those things at once. Uh, I don't, so, yes, she appeared to be badass. However, uh, I don't know that she actually was. This this wasn't like a Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2, just like kicking ass and taking names. It's a different kind of badass, though, because she was protecting her family. Right, right. 
Um, and then to Jamie's point about flipping the script, I liked that concept. The only thing I thought it failed on was that it went through a lot of machinations that really didn't need to happen if you just wanted to hunt this guy down and kill him. Um, the like the the trap at the end. I mean, why would you build something where you have to go in and there's no other point of entry except the main point of entry that you have to leave from? Uh, it was it was kind of too elaborate for its own good but i mean i got the sentiment i i really didn't and you know those complaints are very minor but i thought they were, it was really enjoyable the only thing the, here's my only true complaint is that the only asshole who deserved to die didn't die her her boyfriend who? her boyfriend right? the granddaughter's oh, right. boyfriend yeah granddaughter's boyfriend who was i realized that walking out that like after he threw the phone in the cheddar cheese or whatever like we never saw him again i yeah. wonder if it got edited out I wonder, yeah, maybe for time because or something. You don't be an asshole like that in a Halloween movie I'm and get to get live, murdered. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He needed his yeah, just you're desserts, right. so that was the only thing I'm left hanging. And and it did take me till after I left the theater, and I was like, wait, what happened to that guy? I realized that too, and then <laughs> maybe they just had to edit for time. Yeah. Now, did either one of you catch the masks from Season of the Witch, Halloween three? I did. You I did. In you retrospect, saw them after you said it. I was like, oh yeah. They also had the mask. I, I missed it. Where was four. it? I saw th- someone at the uh, party. Yeah, you was said you saw the mask from f- the creepy one. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. But I, I saw in the. I stayed for the credits, and toward the end of the credits, you know, they always have like the copyright notices and things that they use with credit. They credited the Don Post masks from Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, and apparently, during. On Halloween, when all the kids were out trick or treating, there were three kids on the street who were each wearing one of those masks. Oh my like gosh! The witch, I can't believe the I witch, missed the it. Pumpkin. I know. I, I like. I need to see it again now to find those masks. That's great. I saw them and I thought I was reading too much into it. No, no, no. Yeah, because there were a lot of callbacks in this movie. Here was my favorite call. I had two favorite callbacks in this movie. The first one, Jamie, I already told you, was when they reinflated the pumpkin from the first that one during the so opening. So good, <laughs> so good. Yes. And the second one was Red House Coat Bologna Sandwich Lady. Yes. Yes. Now she <laughs> was from the second. She was one? from Halloween two, I believe. Yeah. 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 Um, no, so here- I remember remarking on her because we said, why does she need that giant knife to make a sandwich? Yeah, and you were like, why was she screaming? He was already outside of the house, and I said because there was blood on her bologna. Right. Yeah. I liked how um, uh, they she made the call out. What everybody was thinking was to this guy is like, "Oh, you're the new Loomis." Yeah, you're the new Loomis. <laughs> Which, all right. So here is my complaint. That guy made zero sense. Okay. And I was reading. I, agree. I was reading today, and I did not do my due diligence. I should have really done my research. But apparently, that character was a late addition to the script. They changed something with Laurie's character. And they needed a character to basically free Michael and 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 bring him from point A to point B. So they introduced this psychiatrist character because why not? It makes sense. But in retrospect, nothing that guy did made sense. No. Are we supposed to believe that – was he the one that caused the bus crash in the first place? Maybe. Yes. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I think he. I think like, I think we were supposed to think that he he got so enmeshed with Michael that he wanted to be him. 
Yeah. Kind of thing, maybe? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it just, it made, when he attacked the cop and then freed Michael and put Michael's mask on, I was what the hell is yeah. happening? Oh, like, I was so glad, sense. though, that that wasn't where that was going for the end. Yes. I mean, I thought Michael was done. And one, I was like, oh, my gosh, they're going to kill him away like that. That's so throwaway. And then yeah. they're going to have this random dude killing people in masks. I was so glad that that that, that was very short lived. Yeah. And yeah, he he got his due. Although I, I know Michael is an indestructible killer, but come on, you got hit by a car. You're not going to have any broken bones. You're going to have no trouble walking. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, having just watched the first 10 movies, that was like, I didn't, that didn't even occur yeah. to me. I was like, yeah, of course <laughs> he's going to get up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my question is, as we were watching some of the earlier ones, we were laughing at the things that dated the movie, sort of like the slow internet or the huge computers or the, you know, the, the answering machines. Which, which one was the biggest one for that? I'm trying to remember. Uh, the novelty answering machine and the Rob Zombie one, which was completely anachronistic. Yeah, but which was the one... Which was oh, it was Resurrection, where he he had like Telnet on his computer, but he was texting her phone. Oh yeah, the like the instant <laughs> text, which did not exist as a thing in two thousand two. No. Um, but my question is: in this new one, will Bubble Tea and Bon Me date the movie? Are people in ten years going to be like, what the fuck, Bubble Tea? Like, what? what the, why? What is that she's drinking? I don't know. I've been drinking Bubble Tea for a long time. I know. I feel like though that that kind of places it in a very specific era. I I I only very slightly noticed it. I don't think it was too much attention was brought to it. But the Bon Me, I noticed it only because I was surprised they had bubble tea and Bon Me in Haddonfield, Illinois. Yeah, the bubble tea. I was like, oh look at that, they got a bubble tea place in Haddonfield. But then the extended conversation <laughs> about, about Bon, bon Me, I was yeah. like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like it was really unnecessary. in Haddonfield. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, the other cop's response is sort of like, yeah, that's how a guy in Haddonfield, Illinois, is going to respond. Right. Like, get away from me with Where's that shit. I'm going to eat my own. I'm going to eat my, my brownie. Where's my meatball hoagie? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I highly recommend that, that I went with enjoyed it, too. So Yeah, the music, phenomenal. Yeah, the music was, was excellent. The music was really, because uh, Carpenter came back for the mm-hmm. music. Um, so that was that was very and good. And there were two. I feel like I noticed a few points of silence, like I mentioned before, with The Shining, which yeah, I tend to get very tense when there is silence. Uh, oh, real quick. Hey, how was your crowd reaction? Because I was in a pretty full theater and I had a lot of screams, a lot of gasps. It was a really good audience uh, experience to watch this one in the theater. I went in the middle of the day on a Tuesday. So there were like four people. <laughs> I had maybe like 15, 20 other people in the theater and there was not nothing. Like there were no screams, no reactions. There was the row behind me. Um, had, the parents like brought their little kid. He was oh, probably no. like eight or nine years old. So like the entire movie, he was like, is he dead? Is she dead? Is he dead? What's going on? Um, so no, I did not have a very good audience reaction. I went at 3.15 on a Tuesday. <laughs> Um, so, but before we, before we, we wrap this up with the callbacks, I already asked Sherry and she didn't know Preston. I'm wondering if you know, there was a scene where I feel like we were supposed to know who this person was, but I just didn't the scene with the woman in the house and she was on the phone and it was clearly somebody telling her that like Michael had escaped and she was like, Oh, okay. I'll keep an eye out. And she locks the door and then she gets stabbed through the neck from behind. 
are we supposed to know who that woman is? Yeah, I have no idea who that was. I th- I thought the same thing. I'm like, am I supposed to know her from something? But yeah, I, no clue. We were trying to I'm figure sure. out if it was one of the actresses from one of the earlier ones. Oh, yeah, possibly. But if only the first movie exists, everybody else died. Yeah. Only only Lori lived. So like there it wouldn't have been like one of her friends or something. No, but that doesn't mean they didn't have an actress from one of the other ones come back. Oh, just like sort of yeah. like a cameo. It was nobody I recognized. And having just watched all 10 of them, I feel like I sh- if like, if we were supposed to recognize her, I probably should have. One would think. Yeah. Um all right. Well, anything else to say about the new one, either of you? Very enjoyable. No, just yeah, I really, really, really liked it. Yeah, I did too. I really liked it. Um, so, Shiri, best timeline. So, one of the things with Halloween is that so we've got the first movie. So the first two connect. Three exists completely on its own. Four, five, and six tangentially connect to one and two, so they exist as their own thing. H two O. And resurrection connect to one and two, so it's uh, that's a, a third timeline. The Rob Zombie ones exist in their own little timeline, and now this one connects back to just the first one. So this is a fifth timeline. So there are five separate chronologies within these eleven films. Which is the one that you would recommend people? Honestly, watch? the one I'm not saying don't watch the intervening ones, but my the timeline I like the most is the 78 and the new one. Yep. I think it's much scarier that he is this random psychopath who has been obsessed and stalking this woman for 40 years. Yep. I agree. That was my clear winner. So the Halloween 78 and Halloween 2018, just those two, that I think is far and away the best timeline. Watch the other possible. ones for fun, but yeah, it's definitely the best timeline. And then second best, just season the witch. Yeah. Just hands just down. Three. There you go. Now, I will say I had, I don't know how close of a second it would be, but the original, <laughs> the first two and H2O. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Forget resurrection. If we can forget resurrection exists, then the first two and H2O is also a solid trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. And which is a shame because I like fours, but four, like if you take four, then you've got to take two and five and yeah. six. And I don't know that I'd want to, you know, go down that path. But um, yeah, clearly the first and the last take them as, as just one and two and, and you'll be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, that's, and that's, that's good news for people who haven't yet gotten into the series. They may see this voluminous amount of movies and say, I'm not, I'm not even going to start, but you can now just say, look, okay, just watch the first one. Mm -hmm. And now watch this new 2018 version and you'll be great. And that was one of the appeals of the of the new one is that you didn't need to have seen mm-hmm. any of them. You say yep. if you've seen the original classic, you can go into this one and you're fine. Uh, the benefit, the you know the the positive side effect is that that's the best possible uh, you know viewing experience you can have. I think they also did a good job that even if you didn't see the original, they explained enough of yeah. what you need to know that you don't really have to have seen it mm-hmm. at all. All you really need to know is that he's this crazy guy who killed her friends 40 years ago and is now hunting mm-hmm. her down. That's all. That's it. That's all you need to know. Yep. Yeah. All right. Real quickly, we're going to go through um, all 11 from worst to best. Now, Shiri and I have already uh, commiserated and we've agreed on this this ranking. Um, you know, one or two could probably be shifted, but I think I think 
we're pretty confident yeah. in this, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, 11th, last place, bottom of the gutter, Rob Zombie's Halloween uh, 2, clearly. Worst movie ever. Like, you literally said, worst and I think ever. I agree with you. Yeah, like, this might have been the worst movie we've ever, ever. seen. Just, like, period. And I've seen some yeah. bad movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 10th, ho- Rob Zombie's Halloween. Just those two, one, two punch, just the worst two of the entire Sorry, franchise. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ninth, Resurrection. I, I hate to do it because it was funny, but it it was just not yeah. good. On the way we are ranking these, I agree. It is not a good movie. It is just funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, if you're going in for Busta, you know, then sure, you can have a few laughs. Um, number eight, The Curse of Michael Myers. Despite Paul Rudd's very convincing crazy eye performance, it just could not save the movie. No, I'm sorry. <clears throat> number seven. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, because we couldn't even remember it as we were talking about it 30 minutes ago. We had just seen it last week, so totally forgettable. Number 6, Halloween 2. Now, this is the controversial part, because so many people really do hold this up as, as almost as good as the original, but I just I just don't think it, and I'm, I'm, I'm knocking it to second tier. I mean, it's number, it's, it's not, it's bottom half, I, I think. Agree. Halloween 2 from 81. Yeah. All right, top five. So at five, we're coming in. Season of the Witch. There you go, Preston. Yay. <laughs> Number four is Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Because Jamie did the, uh, Daniel Davis, I should say, did the unthinkable and kind of held that movie as a little kid. Number three, Halloween H2O. Pretty, pretty understandable why. It's top three. It's solid. And then we've got number two. And one Halloween 2018, and then Halloween from '78, the original. So you're still you're still sticking with the very first one as the best one, despite the dating uh, of you know 40 years. You have to. I th- I think you have to just because of the influence that it had. Yep. Like if that didn't exist, there would be no other ten of them. You know, and it set the bar for not only other. Halloween movies, but it set the bar for horror movies for the next 40 years. Well, and I mean, totally. without that, there's no Scream. There's no, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no Nightmare on Elm Street. There's no Friday the 13th. There's no, there's no, probably no other John Carpenter movies after that, you know, because like he, he pulled a lot in terms of creeping out the audience and, and faking out the audience and, and, you know, and doing things things in that movie that would then play out in other films that he did, you know? So I think just the influence alone that it had um, merits its top place. I agree. Do you disagree? Do you, no, I, I saying, agree. Do you I was just playing devil's advocate, asking a right. question because uh, I too think it's, it, it, it regains that, that spot despite the years. I think it's, it, yeah. it stands alone. Okay. All right. Top 10 lessons from the Halloween franchise. Siri, why don't you go first? My top 10 lessons from the Halloween franchise are number one, do not have sex on Halloween. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty standard. Yeah, you just don't. Number two, do not buy the old Myers place. <laughs> as much of a bargain as it might seem on paper, don't, don't, do, don't it. do it. Number don't do three, it. do not have sex in the old Myers place. Mm, just gross. gross. Gross, gross, gross. Number four, do not show your nipples because you will die. <laughs> number five real boobs will not save you number six double tapping will not save you 
<laughs> Number seven, electrocuting his testicles will not save you. What? I know, right? Uh, you would think that'd be the that'd be the killer right they there. But okay. <laughs> Number eight, evil children are made of bees. <laughs> Number nine, Sam Hain is an evil space druid. You said it just like Loomis did. And number 10, circus peanuts are worse than evil clowns. Yeah, we didn't even go near the candy corn and circus peanuts from the Rob Zombie movies. Those are the most terrifying part. Totally. Oh, those are good. I like those. Those are very good. Um, All right, my top 10. I kind of did them in order. So number 10, Michael is the most silent, fastidious serial killer in film. For real. So clean. So clean and neat. He's so, so... you know, he does, his, he does his own laundry, which I think is very helpful and very nice. Very thoughtful. Number nine, John Carpenter's soundtracks can turn a mediocre movie into something much, much better. Uh, number eight, creativity in titles is completely unnecessary. Three of these movies are just called Halloween. And then th- three <laughs> other ones are called The Return of Michael Myers, The Revenge of Michael Myers, The Curse of Michael Myers. Number seven. Often, the most effective and scary kills are the ones that happen just off screen. We don't always need to see the sploosh. Number six. Someone needs to tell that to Rob Zombie. Somebody totally needs to tell him that. Number six. When in trouble, don't call Haddonfield PD. (laughs) Call call the hillbilly posse. Oh, yes. They rule. (laughs) Number five. Teenagers are gonna bone, even if it's the o- even if the only place available is on the floor of a creepy ass haunted house. <laughs> Number four, pants might just save your life. Do not take them off. <laughs> Number three, Doctor Loomis is utterly useless in every variation, including the new Loomis of the fr- of the new movie. Totally useless. Number two, no backstory. Michael Myers is the best. Michael Myers. Truth. Truth. And number one, nips equal death. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do you guys want to play my game? Yes, of course. Sure. All right. So what I have done is I have pulled together a very fine selection of quotes that were spoken on screen in 11 different movies. Well, no, I did not do the Rob Zombie movies because they don't deserve to be part of the game. It was mostly, they were mostly just screaming anyway. They were just screaming anyway, yeah. Um, So in nine of the 11 movies, then I've got some quotes and I'm going to say the quote and you guys have to ding in and you have to tell me who spoke it and in what movie it was spoken. Dang. All right. Are we ready? Ready. All right. Let's see if I can start us off with an easy one. Hey, jerk! Speed kills! Ding. Okay. The first one. Yes, it was the first one. (laughs) Come on, who said it? Oh, uh, Slutty Cheerleader. Yeah, I think it was Annie. So it wasn't Slutty Cheerleader, it was Annie. But good, good job. All right, let's see what we got here. Slutty other friend. Slutty babysitter. Slutty other friend. (laughs) Okay. The third channel. It's still on. Please take off the third channel. The third channel. Ding. It's still Season running. Of the witch. Ding, ding. Uh, Season of the Witch. And it was uh, 
Mustache Daddy. I don't mustache know. Mustache Daddy. Yeah, Daniel. Dan was his name. He, I, you there didn't even let me get to the... Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! I love it. That's some good acting Thank right you. There. Thank you. Look. Thank you. This episode's going to win us awards. Oh, my God. I needed this laugh so bad. You have no idea. Okay. All right. Preston, I, Preston, I, I, got, I have to apologize because you're not, you're not going to get all of these because some of these were... It's okay. I, it's, I, I'm sure the prize is phenomenal. <laughs> uh, Dr. Loomis, leave the little girl alone! Ding. Yeah. I think it's the the nurse from the fifth one. Oh, you're right. I don't expect you to know her name. But yes, it was the nurse from the, from the fifth one when he was obsessively not leaving Jamie alone in the hospital. Because he's, you know, Loomis gonna Loomis. Okay. You must help me. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Today is the day. I can feel it. Today is the day you're going to realize that I'm 17 years old and your overprotection and paranoia is inhibiting my growing process. H2O and it's John. (laughs) Wow. You said you remembered his name. It is John. (laughs) Wow. Impressive. It is impressive. I got one. How about this one? So that's what it feels like. Oh, is that the uh, ding? (laughs) Jamie. Is that new Loomis from the new one? New Loomis from the new one. You got Excellent. it. After he murdered poor Will Patton. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, don't rip my blouse. It's expensive, you idiot. I got a clue. I got the follow-up line of dialogue if you need help. All right, ready? Here we go. Follow-up yeah, is, all right, then I rip my clothes off. Then I rip Lindsay's clothes off. Yeah, I think I got it. Oh, come Jesus. On. Is that... Uh... Is that from five? No. You didn't even see five. <laughs> oh, four, I mean. Is that from four? No. Okay. All right. That's from the original one. That was uh, Slutty slutty uh, Cheerleader uh, with Bob. And Yeah, I knew it was something slutty because yeah. I was thinking no pants yeah, were involved. Yeah, so, but, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, this was before he was Ghost Bob. And the creepy part of that is when he says, then I rip Lindsay's clothes off. And Lindsay was the little girl she was babysitting. Ew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, I think that was probably a mistake <laughs> in the script they never fixed. Because I think he meant it to be the other friend. All right, moving on. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Michael. It will destroy you too, one day. Michael, this rage which drives you. You think if you kill them all, it will go away? It won't. You have to fight it in the place where it's strongest, where it all began. Ding. If you want to get rid of this... Oh. Oh, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) If you want to get rid of this rage, Michael, go home. Go home. Go to your house. I shall be there waiting for you. You'll find her there waiting for you too. Uh, Yes, you dinged. I feel like that was Loomis. That was definitely Loomis. Four? No, five. Two? Five. It was when he used Jamie Lloyd uh, as bait in the old Myers I house. I can't remember if that was four or five. Yeah. All right, ready? Here's one. This is going to be two characters talking. <clears throat> what the fuck do you think you're doing? Mom, I'm real uncomfortable with you saying that word. <laughs> uh, H2O. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh yeah uh josh hartnett yeah. and jamie lee very Curtis good characters. you get it very yeah. good very good okay um 
looking a little crispy over there, Mikey, like some chicken fried motherfucker. Well, <laughs> may he never, ever rest in peace. Ding! <laughs> yes. That's our dear, beloved Busta in Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie Harris, Busta Rye. You guys have convinced me I need to go see this <laughs> oh, movie yeah. as bad as it is yeah. just for so that one scene. You really do. You it's really so do. so funny. It's so right. bad, but it's so funny. Um, you have no security system, Karen. What? Uh, that's the new one. Yes, it is. And it, it was um, Laurie. Yes, it was. Okay. Oh, I'm trying to find. I got a whole bunch here. I'm trying to find the good ones because I think we're we're running out of patience here of, of, of whoever's listening. Um. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, here we go. I'm sorry, I ruined everything. If it was, if I wasn't here, you could go out. Is that Jamie? Yes, it is. So that would be four. It's got to be four. You're right. All right. Woo-hoo, yeah, good, good job. It's the one where she 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 milked the guilt. Yeah, she was pulling on those. Uh, she was pulling that little child guilt right there for sure. Yep. <clears throat> um. An hour ago, I stood up and fired six shots into him, and then he just got up and walked away. I'm talking about the real p- possibility that he is still out there. <laughs> That can't possibly be Loomis, could it? <laughs> I don't know who else it would be. <laughs> uh, which which one, Shiri? I don't know that one. Mm. I feel like it's the first one. Mm, close. It was the second one. <sighs> Loomis was a much better shot in the Rob Zombie ones. He was. We didn't even talk about Malcolm McDowell because he was actually pretty good in the first one. Second one? I don't know what they we did. We could figure that out. All right. Michael's work is, isn't done in Haddonfield. And soon, very soon, he'll come home to kill again. But this time, I'll be ready. Hmm. I don't remember that line at I all. I'm sure you're you doing didn't. it with one of the ones that I saw for my yeah, benefit, you did, but you didn't I don't see remember. that one. No, you didn't see that one. Oh, good. Yeah. I have no idea. That is Paul Rudd as Tommy Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got a few more here. We got a few more. Oh shit! Who's knocking on my door this late? Whoever this is is distracting me from seeing Wat Chun Li whoop some ass. <laughs> that was also Must Rhymes. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> oh, I love food. I really do. I hope you don't mind if I get really big and dumpy. It's my goal in life. Oh, dang. Yeah. Um. Is the Brunette chick from H2O. Yes, Sarah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. See anything you like? That could have been one of as I as I as I as I show my boobs. <laughs> Come on, does that help? <laughs> no, Jamie, that doesn't help. Slutty <laughs> <laughs> mm. cheerleader. Yes, in two different movies, she says this. The original and the remake from 2007. They had the same scene. Oh, yeah. Except she was on the floor of the creepy old right. haunted house in the in the remake. Right. Ghost Bob did make a reappearance in that one. That was funny, too. He did. Yes. We love Ghost Bob. All right. I'm going to do two more. Maybe two more. I got one. Okay. Okay. Here we go. And. Did you guys get it? Who was that? I didn't hear anything. And. 
<laughs> you didn't hear anything. Who was it? Oh, is that Michael from every movie? You got it. Oh my yes. gosh. You guys are so good. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. It was the start of the year in our old Celtic lands. And Dang. we'd be waiting. In our houses of wattles and clay. No, you let me finish. Oh, sorry. Let me finish. The barriers would be down, you see, between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in to sit by our fires of turf. Halloween. The festival of Samhain. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red with the blood of animals and children. (laughs) That guy was great. And he came out of nowhere. (laughs) He was so good. (sighs) Who was it? Crazy Mask Guy. Crazy Mask. He from Halloween 3. Connell Cochran. Ah. Yeah. That one had a a lot going on. It's hard to keep up with all the names. (laughs) Laser Um, Guy. Yeah, him. Laser Guy. (laughs) Got two more here, and I'm trying to figure out which is better for... uh, Okay. Trick or treat, motherfucker! Uh, LL Cool J? No, it's so close, though. Uh, it should have been an all cool day line. It was supposed to rhyme, but I think at the time we said, I wish LL Cool J had said that. Yeah, that was absolutely, that was that was a leftover line that was cut from H2O, I think. I they, still think, I really hate that they didn't use Mama Said Knock You Out in LL Cool J. <laughs> like, I wish he got a good look in and said, Mama Said Knock You Out. And then, I mean, that just writes itself. It does. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, last one. I should have saved a really funny one for the last one, but here we go. It- <laughs> wait, wait to build it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. It's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. It's from the first one. Me. Did little Jamie say it? No. Okay. Would it would it help be helpful if I said that the person saying this line was once murdered in the shower with a knife in Norman Bates? Oh, H2O. <laughs> it was H2O, Janet Lee. <laughs> so good. Which we got uh, which I informed both of you is Jamie Lee Curtis's real life mother. Really? Which is. I did not know. I didn't yeah. realize. Yeah, her parents are Janet Lee and Tony Curtis, which they're kind of like royalty, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so she put her in that one scene and it makes that scene so much makes so much more sense because like she's like this maternal figure giving her this motherly advice. Well, she even says she's giving her motherly yeah. advice. Yeah. So not only does it make sense from like her real mother, but also is like, Hey, I got killed by Norman Bates like 50 years ago. I know <laughs> yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this has been fun guys. This is awesome. This is this great. Was, you this- know what? This was like, the worst best idea ever it's the best yeah. worst idea you keep saying it backwards <laughs> the worst best idea would still be a bad idea a best worst <laughs> idea okay. it means it's really good best worst <laughs> Thank i had you. so much fun i really did i did too this was a lot of fun i don't think that i quite understood what i was setting us up for when i said let's do this but i'm glad somebody else came along for the ride and uh, Preston, I'm glad you came along for half of them. Yeah, uh, selectively, <laughs> uh, selectively, the good ones. So yeah, hey, good, yeah, you were smart about it. We were just a little bit masochistic about it. It's okay, you know. Yeah. Um, but this was fun. So I think uh, maybe we'll do this again sometime. Awesome. But maybe not Let's with slasher it. movies next time. Maybe something a little bit more lighthearted. I'm down. Sounds good.
Awesome. And if anybody is still listening, hey, man, thanks. I hope you enjoyed the uh, the conversation and all of our, our, our stellar acting, you know, my lines. I, 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 I put my whole heart and soul into them. So, you know, um, enjoy. Well, I would and- say uh, give, give us your recommendations for what you'd like to hear next. We're doing Franchise Frenzy down the road. If you have a good franchise you want us to cover and listen and, uh, and review, please, by all means, share it because we are racking our brains for the best of the best. Yeah. The only thing we'll say is not aliens because we've already thought about that. We've already all seen them. We've already all seen them. Like all the jokes have been told for those movies and I, I just can't do it. No, but yeah, I've got a list of like seven or eight. It's growing of different possibilities and we'll whittle it down and we'll figure out what the best franchise to move forward with is next. But if anybody out there has recommendations, if you'd like, if you, if you, you know, go over to the Roarbots, the Roarbots.com, you can check it out. If it's not at the top of the page, just look for franchise frenzy or just type in search for Halloween. You'll see we've got a post for every single one of the movies, except the new one. And which is why we did this. Uh, so 10 different posts with our, snark which is hilarious i mean I, we think we're pretty funny we think we're hilarious yeah and um some of the best screenshots i could grab so you know really stupid faces and and you know there i you know if you haven't seen resurrection you can see the scene of the electric electricity to the testicles i got that in there for you there are boobs um, too i didn't put boobs on the you know it's you like i didn't put any boobs or or excessive blood or gore in any of the screenshots so no boobs sorry sorry guys you got to actually watch the movies for those they're swear uh, words though yeah also but i wrote some haikus about boobs and glory holes <laughs> yes yeah and end scene <laughs> hey, Mikey, happy fucking halloween